48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the SAR's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee has told RTHK that the national security law's draft provisions will not be made public today. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says a recent unexpected change in the wording of Beijing's draft national security legislation doesn't necessarily mean that the law's scope has widened. And the public health expert has warned that silent transmission of COVID-19 is still taking place here. Tam Yu Chung, Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, has told RTHK that the national security law's draft provisions will not be made public today. Violet Wong has more. Replying to a query by RTHK's Chinese language news, Mr Tam said the first review of the law had taken place during an MPCSC meeting, which ended this morning. Mr Tam didn't answer whether any of the provisions needed amending, as no vote had taken place. Mr. Tam added that he didn't know whether another meeting would be convened before the end of this month to vet the law, or whether it would be discussed at the next meeting in August. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says an unexpected change in the wording of Beijing's draft national security legislation for Hong Kong doesn't necessarily mean that the scope of the law has widened. Speaking after appearing on a radio programme, Mr Tong brushed aside concerns from the pan-democratic group that the change from outlawing foreign intervention to colluding with foreign forces was designed to scare people for, from having exchanges with representatives from foreign countries. I would have thought that such collusion would have to do with committing one of the, or at least one of the three areas of a law regarding secession, subversion or terrorism. If the collusion has got nothing to do with the three crimes, then it should not itself be a crime. So I, I don't know whether that understanding means that the crime is going to be narrower or wider. I think we still have to see specifically how the crime is to be defined. Mr Tong said the freedom to protest would still be protected by the basic law when the legislation takes effect. He said people would still be able to call for officials to step down as long as they didn't aim to overthrow the government. Mr Tong added he didn't fully agree with Mainland and Constitutional Affairs Minister Eric Tsang's stance on opponents of the national security law possibly being disqualified from running in September's LegCo elections. If you are opposing the law for reasons which you are permissible to do under basic law or under our system, then I don't think you should be disqualified simply because you disagree with the contents of the law. On the other hand, if you have no regard for one country, no regard for the one country, two systems, in fact you want to Hong Kong to be independent, then I find it very difficult to argue that you are in a position to uphold the basic law. And if that is so, then I think your qualification to run for a electrical seat is very much in question. A public health expert has warned that silent transmission of COVID-19 is still taking place here and that people should take extra care when celebrating Father's Day tomorrow. Professor David Hoy of Chinese University, who advises the government on the disease, said he believed the sources of clusters at Le Mukshu and Lek Yun were people who had completed their home quarantine after returning to Hong Kong. Professor Hoy said it was still reasonable to have a ban on public gatherings and those going out to celebrate should not let their guard down. But for those who are celebrating Father's Day tomorrow, uh, they would be very happy that uh, there is no restriction uh, per, per, per table, right, for, in terms of their number. But they still need to maintain good personal hygiene. So after eating, they should 
put on the mask before chatting with one another and also pay attention to hand hygiene. Mainland health authorities say they received reports of 27 newly confirmed cases of COVID-19 yesterday and that 23 of them had been transmitted domestically. The National Health Commission said 22 of the domestically transmitted cases had been reported in Beijing. The other case was from the adjacent province of Hebei. Beijing is currently suffering from an outbreak of the disease which is linked to a wholesale market in the city. European Parliament has condemned the planned national security law for Hong Kong, calling it a comprehensive assault on the territory's freedom, and it's demanded the EU prepare sanctions and asset freezes against Chinese officials. Sean Kennedy has more. The resolution backed EU foreign policy chief Joseph Burrell's call for a more robust approach to dealing with China. It urged EU Council chief Charles Michel and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen to make Hong Kong and human rights a top priority in the agenda for Monday's video summit. The resolution, which is not binding, urged EU member states to adopt sanctions and asset freezes against Chinese officials responsible for devising and implementing policies that violate human rights. US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has denounced China at the annual Copenhagen Democracy Summit, criticising its plans to impose a security law on Hong Kong, its treatment of Uyghurs and its role in the coronavirus pandemic. In his first remarks since his closed-door talks with China in Hawaii earlier this week, Mr Pompeo called Beijing a rogue actor bent on global domination. He slammed China's economic links with Europe and warned Europeans that relying on Beijing would mean abandoning democracy. party that wants to throw away the progress we in the free world have made through NATO and other institutions, both formal and informal institutions, and adopt a new set of rules and norms to accommodate them is in Beijing. I don't believe that there's a uniquely European or American way to face this choice. There's also no way to straddle these alternatives without abandoning who we are. Democracies that are dependent on authoritarians are not worthy of their name. In a dramatic political development, one of America's most powerful prosecutors, the US attorney for Manhattan, Jeffrey Berman, has denied that he's stepping down, swiftly rebutting an announcement to that effect from President Trump's Attorney General, William Barr. Mr Berman said he had not resigned and had no intention of going, having been appointed by judges. He would only step down when the Senate had confirmed a presidentially appointed nominee. Mr Berman's office has overseen the prosecution of several Trump associates, including his former lawyer, Michael Cohen. A court in the United States has ruled that the mass indoor rally that President Trump is due to hold later today in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, can go ahead as planned, despite fears over the spread of the coronavirus. Public health officials are concerned there will be no opportunity for social distancing. BBC's John Sopel has more. It's hard to find a single public health official in America who thinks it's a good idea for the event to go ahead. There'll be no social distancing against all government recommendations, and though face masks will be given out to the 19,000 attending, with the president not wearing one and his press secretary saying she won't either, the likelihood is that few in the audience will bother. The Trump campaign, though, is well aware of the dangers. Anyone registering to attend has to accept a disclaimer that you assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19 and agree not to hold Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. liable for any illness or injury. 
The United States has rejected a request by Chinese airlines for additional weekly flights between the two countries, but it said the decision was not meant to escalate tensions over travel restrictions. In a statement, the US Department of Transportation said the decision was made to maintain parity in scheduled passenger services. It said it was willing to review the decision if Chinese aviation authorities adjusted their policies affecting US carriers. To sport now, and Southampton pushed Norwich closer to a return to the championship after second-half goals from Danny Ings, Stuart Armstrong and Nathan Redmond earned a 3-0 win at Carrow Road. Victory for the Saints lifts them 10 points clear of the Premier League relegation zone, but Norwich remains seven points adrift of safety at the bottom of the table. After a minute's silence to remember the victims of coronavirus, every player took a knee prior to kick-off in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Ex-Formula One driver Alex Zanardi, who had both legs amputated in a motor racing accident almost 20 years ago before going on to become a Paralympic champion, is in serious condition after crashing into a truck while competing in a handbike race in Italy. Zanardi lost control of his bike on a hairpin bend and crossed into the path of an oncoming truck. Chinese sponsorship of India's biggest sporting event is under threat after the border clash between the two countries sparked calls in India for a boycott of Chinese products and companies. The Indian Premier League cricket tournament says its chiefs will meet next week to review sponsorship deals. Chinese mobile phone maker Vivo is the IPL's top sponsor, having paid $330 million US million for a deal between 2018 and 2022. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The SAR's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee has told RTHK that the national security law's draft provisions will not be made public today. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says a recent unexpected change in the wording of Beijing's draft national security legislation doesn't necessarily mean the law's scope has widened. And a public health expert has warned that silent transmission of COVID-19 is still taking place here. The news from RTHK. 567 AM Radio 3 And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself Pierre Tremblay with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a smorgasbord of musical themes on offer. First we celebrate in songs the upcoming Fête de la Musique tomorrow 21st of June. Then Quebec's National Day on the 24th of June, Wednesday. And we have our featured... Ramon Chicharon. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And our first hour is devoted to music from Quebec. In honor of the upcoming Quebec national holiday, the Fête Nationale, on Wednesday, the 24th of June. We play new music from this year, starting with this track from Rosema Tulip, Montreal-based octet. The name would translate as Rosema Tulip. This was released in February and was announcing a future EP that we actually played in another show. And it's called Au Bout du Monde. The octet, Three Gals and Five Guys, featuring lead vocalist Sissi Catherine Michaud, who also wrote the lyric, uh, accompanied by Francis Martel Filtro on guitar, Anthony Linto on gu electric guitar, Julien Saunier, drums, Gabriel Ashkinadz on bass, Philippe Larocque on piano, Melissa Lemieux on chorus, Stéphanie Dussault also chorus. They do Québécois folk pop. 
In fact, this next track is called Au Bout du Monde, To the Ends of the World, and it's a very dreamy piece, uh, probably composed and recorded in the middle of winter when people are very sleepy and dreaming of the end of winter. Here's Rosema Tulipe from February this year with Au Bout du Monde. Yeah. 